In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. It's midnight in London and we're coming back to the podcast for some big breaking news. This news only came in 30 seconds ago. Jack, break the news. So basically we've recorded a whole podcast which we'll play after this and then literally as we finish the podcast and hit end, um, I get an alert on my phone from a Ian Rep report and it says... We've traded for Odell Beckham Jr. So I rung and Paul. I said, Paul, get back on. We're actually going to have to record a bit more of this podcast. So here we are. We're back. And then after we've done this chat about the trade, we'll actually give you the uh, podcast that we recorded where I'll probably make a reference that there's no chance we sign OBJ um, and the damage OBJ will sign for us if it's two first round picks, which it isn't. But um, it's interesting to note. All right, great. Let me go for my um, stance, opinion first. If I'm correct, we, we're we losing a first, one of our thirds, and Peppers. So, yeah, it's our first round pick this year. It's our third round pick that we got from the Patriots. And it's our um, Jabril Peppers starting strong safety as well. And that Pat's third pick was for what? Remind me. Um, so it was the fifth and Danny Shelton that got the third. Okay. So that's not too bad. The first, okay, he's a wide receiver that can play straight away. The one thing I'm not happy about is Peppers. And if I'm right, Peppers is coming into his third year. Um, so, yeah, it would it would be his third year. And he was very much improved this year. Um, a lot better than any... Uh, he played a lot better than Demarius Randall, even though Demarius Randall gets a lot of the hype. Peppers was better. And for me, I much prefer Peppers due to his positional flexibility. He could come down and play linebacker. He could play strong safety. He could also play free safety. So he offered a lots of versatility that will be missed on the backside of our defense. Oh my God, my uh, phone's on meltdown. I'm getting texts. I'm getting WhatsApps, SMNs, LinkedIn messages. Twitter messages, it's just going crazy, mate. Go on. So something else that um, o, um, Ian Rappaport's tweeted is that Odell Beckham Jr. is probably going to be expecting the same contract extension that Antonio Brown got, which means the whole benefit of trading for OBJ is that there's no guarantees really in the contract. Um, and then suddenly you lose out as well with all these... Um, low cost that you're you should get so rather than getting a cost where are there there is guaranteed money still in there that we trade for um but you're still talking about saving four million every year for the next four years that's going to be blown out the water because you'll get a contract extension that's going to be a lot bigger than what anything he's on so like they're working on an extension with vernon which we'll find out if that's actually an extension to make him cheaper it's extension to give him more guarantees or it might make him more expensive we're probably going to say, see the same thing coming from OBJ as well. Here we go, Jack. 
Don't answer right now, but how much cap do you reckon we got left now with all this going on? Who knows? It's going to be very, very little. Um, it's going to depend what that other contract is. But um, we're well into now the um, cap. We're talking about another um, 17 uh, million hit this year on OBJ now. Um, if we flip over to the Peppers deal, if I pull that up, I'll tell you what the dead cap is on that. Um, where have we got him? And I'm using over the cap guys. If you ever want to look at some cap info, they are the guys to go check. So it's not too bad. It's only 2.8 million in dead cap for um, Jabril. So that's not really a concern. Um, obviously, we're probably going to have to go out and add a uh, strong safety now so that might be a free agency move we're forced to make or it might mean we're going for a safety um in the first round again this year so um how we're going to replace Jabril is going to be a question and then what we do in the uh, wide receiver room because could could we see Jarvis Landry potentially traded now um because that room if you're looking at the contracts you've got Higgins on the cheap you've got Perryman on the cheap you've got Callaway on the cheap um and he certainly is the uh, odd man out. So they might wait and one more year, or we might see Jarvis Landry straight onto the chopping block um, to free up the room. Because if someone's willing to trade for Jarvis, then it's only a six million dead cap for the Browns. Whereas if he stays, um, he's talking about taking forty over fourteen million this year. So um, it's going to be interesting to note um, how that deal comes together. To be fair the compensation that we're paying is a lot less than I thought it would be. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see what the uh, outcome of the result is. I would never have done two first round picks. This, I'm probably going to need to sleep on it, but I think might actually turn out to be a solid deal. <clears throat> Jack, are you feeling okay? Yeah, it's just, he is a talented player. Um, it's just, can we get the reciprocal moves around it? For it to be a good move, Jarvis Landry has to be gone by the start of training camp to bring that wide receiver room cost down. Um, you're probably looking at making another move. And it's, the question is, how do we replace um, Peppers? If we replace Peppers by going out and spending 10 million on a free agent, then that's a bad deal. Um, if we find a way to get a cheaper replacement in there, then it's okay. So it's just how we go about doing that. Do we go out and try to get Trey Boston on four to six million if he's willing to take another cheaper deal? Um, it's it, we need to see the full picture of what works out, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we see Jarvis Landry onto the trade block if someone's willing to take that deal on. Kindred, do you think he can step up? Or I don't think Kindred's a starting strong safety in the league. I think he's solid in rotational snaps, um, but I th he's a potential cap casualty at the end of training camp anyway. Okay. Well, look, my, I'm really excited about it. We've got a big, big, another big, big player that Baker can throw the ball to. We have got so many outlets now. I do think one of our Duke Johnson, Landry, someone else will be traded because we've got so many outlets at the moment on the on the, on the offence uh, to, to balance things up. I can see someone else going. But I think it's great that we've got one of the best wide receivers in the building with the Browns and as I always say, whatever Dorsey goes with, I back. We can't always have value picks. And we've gone out and we've gone and got a second superstar in 12 hours. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, 
Hopkins is standout number one wide receiver in the NFL. And then there's a group behind them. And without a doubt, OBJ is a top five wide receiver in the NFL and a fantastic addition to have. It's just going to come down to what that extension is. If we're then going to give him a massive pay rise, um, and that probably might come out as part of the deal in the next few hours, um, then I'll be a lot more disappointed. But um, if he does stay on this deal, if he stays on this deal, I can see it being a good deal. If we then have to give him a pay rise to match or increase over what um, uh, what Brown is getting paid, that's when it starts becoming a bad deal. So it's just going to be interesting what we happens over the next couple of weeks, potentially hours, where that line is drawn. So the dream's going to sound a bit like this. Baker Mayfield to Beckham. Touchdown. Super Bowl. It might not happen that quick, but uh, maybe if it's from a few yard line. If it's happening from the 25 yard line, then it's going to take a little bit longer for uh, the play to develop and the ball get down there. But uh, no, it, it's an incredible addition. Um, and uh, we just see how it shapes out on the, the reciprocal moves that get made. But um, if, you, if you ask me on the same money, if would I rather have um, Jarvis Landry or would I rather have Odell Beckham Jr.? It's not even close. Um, so it's exciting time. So guys, thank you so much for listening. We're now going to send you back to the rest of the podcast um, that we filmed earlier. So you might hear some crazy stuff about Odell Beckham Jr.'s never getting traded to us. That's because we filmed it right before. We're not going to be cheapskates and take it all out. We're going to let you know exactly what our thoughts were half an hour before this trade happened. We're giving you the true, honest takes. Excellent. I uh, just want to say, Peppers... I met you in London, you're a top lad, and wish you all the best in the rest of your career. I am very sad that you're leaving the Browns, but in Dorsey we trust. Good morning, Cleveland. It's free agent time. It's all gone crazy. I'm here with Jack. Jack, how are you? I'm good. It's finally happened. We've finally got some movement, and it was a big name. Mate. I am very, very happy. He was actually on my wish list if you very, very remember, remember back, but you probably don't. Um, he was a name we definitely discussed as a certain possible signing for the three techs. So, um, no, it's uh, it happened. Um, it's, it's mixed. Like him as a player. Um, the one advantage he has and through his career has been consistently good. Never really shown the ability to push it to great. Um, he's just always good. Um, I think he was the 47th rated um, interior defender for PFF last year, um, according to their rankings. But he just does a job. And I, I came out with this, and people are giving me a lot of grief on Twitter about it. Good. Sorry. I said he's a very talented player, but I'd have much preferred a setup of, say, Darius Phylon or some of them other three tech options out there paired with sort of a third round pick um, because I just feel that's better and more stable but it's not he's a good player it's just going there's some different moves I'd have made I'm really excited about it mate and uh, big name maybe his uh, career's going in the wrong direction but we've seen what's happened to Greg uh, Robinson and Perryman coming to the Browns Maybe he could be a pro bowler next year and uh, maybe this is the turnaround he needs. 
yeah, he's stagnated for the last three years, but there's not that doesn't mean he's a he's a bad player. He's he's just a he's a solid player. He's not going to light the world up. He's just he's going to come in. And he's he's going to do a job. Twelve millions a lot for a DT, but he is a big name, and we have got a bit of cap. And I'm glad we got the man that we wanted. Yeah, there's some conflicting reports out there. Ian Rappaport said twelve. Um, Schefter said thirteen. Um, 21 to 21.5 in guarantees. It'd be interesting when we actually see what that contract is. So um, once the deal's announced, we'll see, can we cut him after two years or is he tied into all three years? I've got a feeling it will just be a two-year deal, um, but the numbers will come out over the next week on that. We need to create a name for our new defence line. Dorsey's defence. I don't know. We need to get something better than that, but it's going to be iconic, I think, next season. Um, well, I've just written the, the names. We're working with Grov. <laughs> Doesn't sound too scary to me, pal. I'm just thinking Garrett, um, Richardson, um, Ogunjobi, Vernon. So it's all their surnames, mate. <laughs> mate, okay, let's move on very swiftly because <laughs> that was embarrassing, pal. Uh, I was like thinking like devil's death you come back with Goff Grov Grovler V for Werner Vernon alright cool um, Perryman signed I think Perryman is the absolute deal of the free agency I think it's a steal yeah it was. it was a shock because how his market price just fell through the floor. So to come back and take the prove-it deal within 48 hours of free agent tampering beginning shows real interest that there obviously was not a market out there that he was expecting. Um, he was basically chasing the most expensive deal available and that didn't materialise. So he's come back. It is a one-year deal. He's not going to hang around and his agent won't hang, have him hanging around. He's in a booster stock this year and he'll move on. And that will probably turn out to be somewhere between a third and fifth round compensation pick. And you'll get the same thing with Greg Robinson as well. We've seen the uh, tackle market shoot through the air. So we could easily be looking if we play free agency right. Um, Perryman and Greg Robinson will turn into round three to round five picks for us in the comp um, period next year. I still don't understand it, but... The Paul and Jack show, you can explain it to me, okay? So basically, when you allow players to hit free agency, if other players, if other teams sign them, based on sort of who spent the most money on how big a contract those players went for, provided you didn't sign a free agent that sort of cancels that out. So if you sort of let a player go and they sign for 10 million, but you sign a player for 10 million, there's other factors that go into it, like playing time and other stuff, but that's the basic principle then um they cancel out but if you so the patriots they've let trey flowers go so they'll get a th that third round comp pick because they're not going to go out and blow a load of money on someone they'll get another third round pick probably from um trent and brown so they're literally restocking with those picks and um we're not going to be in a position next year where we're going to be able to go out and blow a load of cap because there is some really big deals coming through you've got higgins that we'll need to do got Demarius Randall, you've got Tretter. Um, there's more and more names. And then obviously next year, there'll be even more names in that mix. Um, Joe Schobert um, will need doing. Um, so there's lots of deals that need sorting. And the best teams 
if you look at um, in the NFL, they're re-signing their own players because they draft well. You've got to keep hold of them, or as many of them as you can. If you've got that many good players that you can't re-sign them all, it means you're actually doing a good job. Excellent. We signed someone else as well. Carl Davis? Yeah, so Carl Davis, who played 31 snaps on defence last year, is signed. Um, I'm guessing this is just a camp body, um, and he'll offer us an option if we don't want to go with someone else. So at the minute you pencil him in as the backup to Larry Ogunjobi, I think they'll look for someone better than him, but um, it just gives them some security when they go through the rest of free agency in the draft. Awesome. Well, let me bring one thing to the table. It's been my biggest poll today. And sometimes I put the polls on and people say, stupid question. Well, this, this one has had nearly 3,000 votes in four hours, and it's 52% to 48%. And that's OJ, Be- OJ, um, OJ Beckham, um, would you give two first rounds, 2019-2020, for uh, OBJ? Where do you stand on that? Uh, deep down, I would say no. I think two first uh, rounds is just um, way too much of the potential of having two first round talents for four years on that lower salary is worth a lot more than having taken the talent when we've already got a strong wide receiver room and we just signed Perryman. Yeah, it's one of them that if you didn't have certain other players, you could stomach the cap. And it's it's not that bad stomaching the cap because you can move Landry on next year. So that you can balance out there. But what you do lose is those two first round picks. And those, losing those two first round picks means there is a talent vacuum going forward over the next four to eight years because you can't draft them players. And as well, what happens is there's a massive cap Um, negative because if you think you're getting a solid starter out of one of them picks you're looking at two million three million a year if you're having to go and spend that in free agency to get that starter instead you might be paying eight nine million so that's six million short on each of them players if not 10 million so that that deal you can potentially be looking at 50, 40 to 50 million a year um, is what the actual cost is when you're looking at losing those first round picks. So it's a massive amount of cap um, that we just don't have. If we're in a position where we're really light, then that's fine. But we're now spending more than the NFL salary cap. So the Browns are officially over the NFL salary cap as we stand. Obviously, those deals have still got another half a day to go through. But when the... Uh, free agency opens and these deals can actually get confirmed will be over what about uh, Beckham going to the Steelers he won't go to Steelers the one team that's been rumoured throughout and uh, Matt Miller has been uh, talking about it for the last couple of days has been the 49ers so um, if he's moving and the team that I think he's actually had the most talks with over the last few days I'm thinking 49ers are much more on the cards if it would have been the Browns I think it happens the same time as the Vernon deal. Um, and the fact that they've brought back Perryman, they've got the other stuff in place. Hmm. What other players have uh, been on your radar and the Browns haven't uh, signed? So there's only two deals I'm really looking at at the moment that I'm once I'd definitely do the deals, but ones that have interested me enough that 
I'd consider them. You've got Hicks, the linebacker. Um, he's gone from the Philadelphia Eagles, I believe, to the Cardinals. That's a four-year, 36 million. And for me, he is a much better player than Mosley, um, who got silly money. Um, and yes, there's been some small injuries, concerns with Hicks. But in the grand scheme of it, I'm not as worried because he's much better in coverage. And we're going to be leading games going forward. So run defense is what you need if you're losing because teams are going to run on you. If you're winning, teams are going to pass on you. So coverage is going to become even more important for the Browns because if we're ahead, we need to stay ahead. And the other name um, who's unfortunately signed for the uh, Steelers is Steven Nelson who signed a three-year 25.5 deal. So um, that's a shame. We're going to have to uh, finally see some uh, improvements in coverage for the Steelers. So, uh, yeah, not ideal. Any names or deals that uh, caught your eye? Bar going back, I thought I was a bit scared about um, the linebacker room in the Jets and Bar's now gone back. Um, no, not really. I think everything's been quite standard or quite overpriced oh your mate Trey Flowers went for 16 17 in the end we went for 90 million over five years so uh okay while I wanted Trey Flowers I said from the start I weren't paying that much I went as high as uh 50 million over three um I'd have probably been happy with 15 if it had been slightly longer term with an out after uh three years but um yeah at those numbers I was never in that game. I'm talking five years, 75 million, not five years, 90 million. The other name I lo- really, really wanted, and he's not on the block anymore, is uh, Littleton. The Rams have hit him with a second round tender because teams have still got until free agency officially opens, not the tampering period, officially opens. That is when players who are on restricted free agents or exclusive rights free agents can start talking to other people. So it's only the full-blown unrestricted free agents that can be tampered with now. He's going back on a second-round tender. So um, that will be a done deal. Interesting now is that we've got a big DT and we're paying big money for him. And we've kind of covered the wide receiver room in my eyes. So we've got the tackle sorted. So it feels like cornerback or a lineback, which as we know, lineback's not a great one to take in the first round or a tight end, mate. Yeah, I'd say that is definitely where I'd look for. Um, and I'd add offensive tackle in there um, just because Greg Robinson, it's a one-year deal. Greg Robinson's leaving. So yeah, I would say as of now, if I was going to try to predict what the Browns were doing, um, I'm down to five positions. I'm down to offensive tackle. I'm down to um, three tech. I still think they could get one because you need to rotate in there. Um, I'm down to linebacker, even though it make me sick if it happens. Um, cornerback is obviously still on the cards. Um, and tight end it could be a possibility. Um, for me, I'm still sticking with cornerback at um, 17 and then offensive tackle at 49. Um, I think that's the way it's most likely to go if I had to guess today. But hey, there's a long time to go. Hmm. Well, it's been a really exciting 24 hours. Um, I've been super busy, mate. Um, 
doing all sorts of crazy stuff. Obviously, reporting the uh, Richardson stuff on on my roof, Perryman on the tube, the crazy polls today. Nathan Zaguru catching up on posting that. It's been a crazy twenty four hours. Yeah, and no, this we're going into the period of sort of days three, day four, and day five. That's when the good teams start spending money. So uh, no. Um, I think we're going to get a couple of good deals coming up here. Um, that's when I'm really looking for the Browns to make some moves. Um, get some of them depth players, some of them cheap deals that just come in and do a job. So, um, yeah, I reckon there's another couple of signings in the pipeline. Cool. All right, Jack. Thanks a lot for your time. Mate, I just want to say a huge thing. We've got tomorrow, unless we do another signing, maybe we do a crazy podcast again in 12 hours time but otherwise tomorrow we have got the browns backers group of the year on the podcast i'm really excited about that no it's going to be good stuff um yeah who knows what's going to happen we told you this week could be crazy guys so um we'll be back to more normality next week but it's exciting times at the moment awesome i woke up this morning feeling dangerous <laughs>